A boy's best friend is his mother. Janet! Dr. Scott! Janet! Man! Rocker! Oh, you're so cool, Brewster! I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? It was an asylum! And it was hell! 20 years of pure hell! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos more creative! They're all gonna laugh at you! Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? Better give me those shoes, then mine give them back to me! How many times do I have to tell you Ursula Andres belongs with the transvestites, not the perverts? Oh, you heterosexuals. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. You're a bullshit artist! They're coming! They're coming! Buongiorno. <laughs> That's about as far as I'm going to go with me offensive Italian accent. <laughs> no, no. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Screaming Queens, the horror podcast with the queer eye view. We're going to do more Jallo because we both all love it, basically. Yeah. And you all love it. We get our highest download rate when we talk Jally. So obviously we're going to do more. Um, and we thought we'd just throw ourselves in with this episode and just sort of go right into the middle of it all in the mid 70s um, a, a real selection of contrasting styles yeah. of jelly mm-hmm. my name's John Larkin uh, I'm Jonathan Butler Stephen Moore and I'm Martin Fennessy well, first up we're going to talk about the film from 1974 called The Killer Reserve Nine Seats so the basic premise of the Killer Reserve Nine Seats is about it's a guy called Patrick. He's a rich aristocrat, and he invites nine guests to a disused theatre, where there's a curse. Creepy things happened hundred years ago to the day, and one by one the guests are killed by a masked figure. Throughout the film, there are all these sorts of sneaky shenanigans going on. Everyone's up to something. Everyone's got an agenda. So we're sort of kept guessing throughout the movie as to who the killer must be. And the reveal is confusing, if you ask me. I was was confused by the entire film. It felt like it was a reverse Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I did Scooby-Doo with this one. Yeah, it was, but it was all the plots, all the the plots of Scooby-Doo is like, oh, you think it's, you know, we'll set up this, Story that it's, there's a ghost haunting this roller disco or whatever it is, and it's actually the the guy who owns the building next door who wants to take it over really cheaply. And this yeah. is like, it gives you all red headings all the way through. Who is it? Who's got the agenda? And then it, the twist is it is actually ghosts. Is that am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. it was the ghost, but it wasn't the ghost as well. Spoiler alert! We're gonna spoil it. We always spoil it. We always spoil it. We always spoil it. We spoil it for each other sometimes. Yes. Sorry, Martin Stanley for giving me for and Jonathan. Really Jonathan Butler actually started it with the Exorcist series. He's the one who sort of oh, really yeah. the thing, and then I just made it where. So the 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 advert spoiled another one, didn't it? The actual trailer spoiled the twist on the Exorcist. Oh, wow. Anyway, we digress. So, so it's the it's the it's a ghost. Yeah. No, oh. I got. I, got I felt like it was a curse that made them do it. Right. As opposed to, like, it was just repeating history, and that was the curse. But yeah. not like, it wasn't necessarily the ghost wasn't killing anyone. It but was there's just like manipulating things. Yeah. It's supernatural. Going Elements. on there, wasn't there? Yeah, it was definitely ghost. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There is. Well, basically, when everyone arrives at the theatre, they're greeted by a spirit in a blue velvet suit, <laughs> <laughs> who's extremely camp. Who says the last time I was here was hundred years ago, and you think you know he must be joking, but it actually, as it turns out, it's true. true. And he is a sort of spectre from the past. I don't get why anyone wasn't suspicious of him already. He was just a very weird figure, and no one knew. He kept making a point that nobody had ever met him before, but they just. Inviting them back with all yeah. the very close knit family and friends to come and join them. Yeah. Huh. Looks like Dracula's summer home. Yes, I did say earlier I thought it was stupid to leave a perfectly good party to come here. You're always like this, Albert. If you want, you can leave. One of the others can drive me home later. You forget one thing, my dear. Of all of us here, I'm the only one who has to get up in the morning. Oh. I must remember not to call Albert if I need a doctor. Obviously, he hates well. the rich. Are we going to stand about out here all night? Let's go in, shall we? This place gives me the real creeps. It has a weird feeling. So, the nine people who turn up, the killers have nine seats. So, the nine people are a sort of selection, aren't they? There's a lesbian couple. Mm. Oh, yes. The title does imply the killer is not one of them. 
because it has nine seats. So That's true, yeah. Some of it's not one of them. And it is based on Agatha Christie's Ten Little Indians. A little so bit, ten, yeah. then. Mm. A lot of them are, a lot of Jolly do are quite similar to Agatha Christie. Mm. Although I was thinking, Agatha Christie novels would have been Jolly, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah I guess so, yeah. yeah. In Italy, yeah. they would have been given a little mm. yellow cover, book cover, yeah. book jacket, and sold as Jolly. So the nine people that are selectioned, there's, the, there's like a lesbian couple, there's um, the guy, uh, Patrick, who's the, the aristocrat, the owner. The the owner. Theater, so he's married... His ex-wife's there. His ex-wife's there. And he's got a new younger. He's got a new younger. Who's after his money. Who's after his money. And she's having an affair with the guy who's a New York ripper. Yeah. <laughs> the guy with yeah. the dodgy yeah. fingers a New York ripper. She's having an affair with him. And then... So, does I hear this right? Is his daughter in love with him? Well, yeah. The, yeah. Well, that pops up at the end. There's a whole incest vibe. She's, but she says it near the beginning as well. But I thought I heard it wrong when she says something like, I love you, Daddy, and kisses him. Yeah. Maybe it was too It is a bit incestuous at the beginning, but then it's meant to be him that's incestuous with her, not the other way around. Well, it's, 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 it's a of incest, isn't it? They kind of imply at the end, it's like, the curse will be broken until... Until you stop loving your daughter. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's just in the family that they're all incestuous, yeah. which, well, know, in all fairness, they probably passed it down, so that makes sense. <laughs> but you think it to be incestuous for that long? It wouldn't exist. No, it would <laughs> be more visible, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you more the hills have eyes. Yeah, yeah. I count to 12 on my hands, <laughs> you know, one of, one of them. The film's really camp from the very beginning. <laughs> I love it. I want to know how many animals died for the amount of fur coats. The first coats. scene, ev- is everyone, everyone got fur coats. Everyone's got everyone. Everyone. The character Vivian has, is wearing an electric blue mink. Yes, yeah. amazing. <laughs> I, I totally wanted. <laughs> but there's shades everywhere. Everyone's got a grudge behind, mm. behind the other person's back. There's like hating people a bit that you know and like having a bit of a problem. And then these people, why do you even speak? Yeah. Like everyone hated everyone. Everyone was like, not even shocked that they were committing murder. which just like, so which one of these is murdering me and why? Mm. So I, I did think it was really funny. I thought the dubbing of it, it was like they'd hired every camp villainous British voice they could find <laughs> to work on as the voice artist on this film. Yeah. For about 10 minutes. And then it was Italian. Mm. And then switched back. And then switched back. And it was Italian again. There's a few of <laughs> that, isn't it, where they couldn't afford to dub every scene, so they... Oh, is that why... It, oh, I was going to say, was it, I was going to make a flippant comment saying they obviously couldn't afford the actors. Uh, I think it was a point to, like... Because it was always when they were saying something about love, and that's why I thought they were trying to do it on purpose, to be, like, romantic, but maybe it was just cheapness. As you think it, was, it had some production value. <laughs> yeah. I know there are some ways that, that, that footprint on the moon is that... The scenes in that are only in Italian, there's no English dubbing for them, it's because they didn't think they those scenes were going to be in the finished film, so they never bothered right. dubbing them. Uh, so yeah. if you see that, that, there's some scenes in Italian in that. Uh, okay. But I don't know what the case is for this, I know that's true of some, but... So the lesbians are called Doris and Rebecca, <laughs> and somebody says, the line of the film, one day I'm going to screw you, Doris. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that Russell, is it? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Yeah. And Doris, the actress who plays Doris, has got a wonderful name. Lucretia Love. My first note, because the credits popped up, was just Lucretia Love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's like a porn star's name. Yeah, definitely. Why haven't you ever brought me here? It belongs to Patrick. It was part of his inheritance. I wish you had inherited it. Our family's always been like that. The boys are special. And the girls don't really count. It's all wrong, though. You do all the administrating. And despite that, Patrick never gives you any credit. It's not fair. As long as you're with me, Angel. Nothing bothers me, darling. Nothing at all. I love the lesbian couple in this. I thought they were hot. They're hot, but they're really like predatory and pervy yeah. as well, aren't they? Yeah. Like, no one is safe. <laughs> I think that, um, with the lesbian couple at the beginning, there's actually some moments of actually a bit of niceness between them that didn't feel voyeuristic. They, they share a kiss and it doesn't feel like it's a look at those two girls kissing, let's get off on it. Yeah. It feels genuine for a bit. Yeah. And then as the film goes on, it stops being yeah. quite as nice. It's a funny, for a Jallo film, isn't it? Because one of the main 
aspects of Jelly's missing, isn't it? The police, there's no police mm, yeah. investigation. No investigation, is there? And usually, I mean, I when I first started watching Jelly, I thought the police investigation would be the bit that I was most bored by. Mm. But I felt like I was missing mm. from this film. I felt like I was waiting for the inept cop or mm. John Saxon at least to turn up and <laughs> yeah. and not be able to solve the crime. You know, I was waiting for that. Yeah, I felt like there were a lot of things missing from this film. I felt like the location of it and the campness was fabulous. The location was amazing. But ultimately, I drifted off quite a few times, mm-hmm. and I think it was because uh, all the characters were horrible to each other. There, there was no, um, there was nothing to put it to bust against. There was no love. There was no heart to it. You know, there was no one to really root for. Yeah, yeah. Just twat. He'd never have come here. There's something evil in this place. Whoever killed her is one of us. I can't imagine why. We've all hated each other so much and for so long. The reasons behind it are now forgotten. They're not very distinct until like later on in the film, are they? It's hard to tell them apart. It's not like there's it, yeah. Russell is it Russell and there's another one? I can't remember his name. And it's like they don't even I couldn't even tell them apart for most of the film. Yeah. What was it? Duncan? The Duncan yeah. is um the, the husband. He's the doctor yeah. who's married to Patrick's ex wife. Yeah. It's like yeah. it, 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 quite uh, indistinct. Yeah, the, the setting is amazing. That initial shot where it sort of pans yeah. down the building, yeah. and you just notice this—it's just a huge, imposing mm-hmm. edifice, and you're not really sure what it is. It could have always been a castle, but it was you. So it turned out just to be a, a house with a theatre. But I did drift. I drifted off quite a few times through the film. And then find myself um, dragged back in by the um, ginger herd mask. That was creepy. Um, the mask is scary. That's probably one of the scariest that I've ever seen. Yeah. Antagonist, but yeah. protagonist. Yeah. Didn't the right word. Yeah. <laughs> but he he's like. <laughs> the whole thing with Doris, though, where she knows the killer and goes to speak to them, I didn't get that in the end because when you get what the reveal is, it's like. Yeah. Well, as you say, Steve, is it, it's like the killers, the, the ghost is possessing different people to do it, so... No, it was just the one person who'd done it. But Doris knows who it was, but you never found... You there's, 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 right. So, what I got from it was that the daughter tried to kill her dad. Yeah. At the start. With at the, the road, start, with the road, road, yeah. which yeah. then turned the dad insane, and he killed Stop everyone else. else. The case was just that he was telling them that this was going to happen. He was predicting it was going to happen because it happens every hundred years because of the incestuous thing. How did you not get this? It's such a simple story. Like. So, the curse, so, the curse, so the guy in the in the velvet suit was like the devil on his shoulder. He just didn't do anything. He was just a ghost predicting. He was the original one yeah. that yeah. the curse yeah, was about. See a patent don't you? Yeah. He was yeah. like, um, who was it in Macbeth? He was like, who warns him? Banquo. Banquo. He's like the Banquo. Yeah. yeah. He's just there to guide the mystery along he's not actually committing anything right I was going to say if you knew it was going to happen on that day you why, why, why would you go <laughs> you just yeah. Yeah, he knew it was his birthday but then when you see his grave at the end his birthday is wrong on it yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god this, this, that's bad <laughs> Did his, it, his birthday on a gravestone is like the 3rd of Feb but then the point of that is that it, it happens every every day. Every, every 15th of yeah. Feb. <laughs> yeah. I did think, so one of my notes is it takes its time get, getting going, but suddenly it's tits ahoy. Yeah. yeah. There's not even any points for some of them. There's not even points. Is there ever a point? The highlight for me was the lesbians, Doris and Rebecca. I thought, I loved uh, Rebecca's halter neck top. <laughs> and I, I just thought that the ferocity, the, the, the sort of viciousness of their deaths in particular. Mm. Oh, she gets crushed by a door. Yeah. One gets crushed by a door and the other one gets like stabbed repeatedly in the minge. <laughs> yeah. Which we've seen before. Mm. I was saying, there's a lot of minge stabbing going on, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And then she gets like nailed to like a yeah. plank of wood and stuff. Oh, yes, he's posed like the posters, and she does yeah. a poster with all the deaths, and she's yeah. posed like that. The poster's amazing, isn't yeah. it? That's like, that's, yeah, that is that scene, isn't it? Yeah. So it, it just sort of lends itself to that kind of idea of misogyny in the jelly, in the Jello films, doesn't it? It kind of... The, it did the, feel like they got picked on. The ones who dare to be lesbians get the worst sort of killing. I loved um, the entire scene where Doris starts flirting with the other woman who's straight, at which point I thought Doris was the really sweet one. And the other one was a bit predatory, but then now she just started coming onto this woman, and the woman reacts to saying she's not a lesbian. It doesn't stop Doris at yeah, all. Yeah, they're both as bad because they're both perverts. And then, <laughs> yeah, she's just watching her getting off on the fact that she's flirting with this other woman. How long have you and Russell been lovers? 
Don't be afraid. I won't tell anybody. Who told you that, Doris? You've been together for three years, since before Patrick. And you're still together. Either it's your imagination or Rebecca's been telling you stories. Don't try to blame Rebecca. We always share our secrets. Well, you see, I like men. I suppose that makes me a little abnormal. Look, isn't this pretty? What do you think, Doris? Will it fit me? Well, go on. Try it on. I know. There is a great line, though. Uh, the character Vivian, I think that's the one she's playing with. Uh, yeah. She says, a woman can be a lesbian or change partners. She's pl- that makes her pleasantly eccentric. But she mustn't make money from it. That's against the rules. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so, basically, Vivian's like a, a prosy, I think. Yeah. And there's like feels marginalised because of that. Yeah, she was a prostitute and that's why um, Patrick left her. Because that's because he in turn well the fact that she was a prostitute. I just enjoyed this film. Yeah. I'm probably the one who enjoyed it you the most. You were far more into this yeah. than me because I just, I just, yeah, I was baffled by a lot of it. It was just a bit like... It took me. Like, it took me in. It's interesting that the prostitution was more of a problem than the incest. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. saying. Yeah. But if you pay for the incest then what's that? Yeah. Is that like extra bad? Pocket money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I like the way it looked. I like the way it looked. I like the way it's dressed. Of all the jolly I've watched, it's, it's one of my least favourites, I think. Yeah, I really enjoyed I, it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was enjoyable once it got going, once the creepy mask started popping up and stuff like that. Yeah. I just... The bits where he was like chasing people and running around the corridors, mm. I like really shit myself. Yeah. I thought that was really scary. See, but I, I one thing I spotted when they were at the... When, the killer from around the mask on. It had blue eyes. had blue eyes, and then so yeah. I was looking around the cast to see who had blue eyes, and no one in the cast yeah. had blue eyes. Patrick didn't have blue eyes, so I was like, it's, it's can't, "It can't be him." So what's going on? That's what that's what threw me. But did the man in the blue suede suit have blue uh, eyes? I, I can't remember. He's only in like two, three scenes. Yeah, he? he hasn't even got a name. Did um, yeah, the scariest moment is when I think it's one of the lesbians, Doris was going through the prop room, like, down in the basement, oh, and he's man. sitting the man the man in the seat, like, just yeah. still watching it. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah, and so, like, oh, come away from that. It's just a dummy, and it's clearly not. It's a man. It's yeah. it's a, she goes, takes the hat off, Tell and he is that. a dummy at that point, but, yeah. it's just ter- but it is terrifying, where he's yeah. just... It's, he is just stood there. Yeah, yeah, there are creepy moments. I feel like it's one of those films that could po- possibly do with... Um, you know, like if Shameless or Addo picked it up and, and re-edited it, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and fixed the glitches with the with the dub burn and all that sort of stuff and made yeah. it a bit more easy to maybe. You're saying, at the beginning, there was like a lot missing from this, but it's like, they swapped out things like Detective, but then added in Supernatural, Yeah. which, which is really strange. I don't think there's any other jelly that I've seen so far that has had such a heavy Supernatural presence. Yeah, none that we've watched, but I don't know if there are others yeah. in the canon, but... I, when the kind of it, yeah. style it is tends to lend itself to being real life yeah. and serial slash it's not supernatural that mm. is what surprised me also to be fair I yeah. was not expecting yeah. well maybe it's not because you see at the very end don't you there's like a little secret door and she escapes there's a Vivian the only one she's the only one left and she yeah. just <laughs> she was the likeable one yeah. Yeah. I did like her I felt really sorry for her and she was like progressed professing her love yeah to Patrick and stuff. I thought Patrick was a bit dishy, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was into Patrick. <laughs> he was a bit like, um, he had a bit of a, you know, coffee advert. Yeah. Thing going on. Maxwell of, House. Maxwell House <laughs> meets the milk tray man. Meets um, <laughs> Nicole and Papa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All a bit like that. Well, I suppose I going to say the, the adverts were going a, a bit of a different direction for Nicole and Papa, if that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Papa, yeah. Papa, why are you touching me? <laughs> Don't you, you touch want... me down there, oh damn. <laughs> You want this car, don't you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's how she got driving lessons in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> we are really going to help. Yes, we are. Um, well, I actually, in my notes, I predicted what was going on. I knew that all of his murder, was, his attempted murder at the beginning was completely separate because of the whole painting mystery where the paintings matched up with what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that one doesn't go on. That didn't fit with what the painting was, but the, all the other paintings matched up. But I think yeah. that's the thing that confused me. It's the you, you watch films like this and stuff like that is put in place by the killer as red herrings, and you know, it's, it's to trick 
the viewer and or the actors, you know, the, the people, the characters, it's they're thinking it's something supernatural, and it, the reveal is it's not. It's you know, somebody yeah. wants to buy the theatre cheap or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But it was just too weird. Yeah. I just I couldn't. I liked it, but it, it was it was weird. Yeah. I think I'm it, glad to watch that. Yeah. I mm. probably need to give it another watch. Yeah. I think. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I thoroughly enjoyed every moment of this one. It's actually supposed to be set in the UK, isn't it? Is it? I read in a review. It's it's, it's apparently supposed to be. It's not. It's not filming mm. it. It's unconvincingly set in, in Britain. Wow. <laughs> Apparently, there yeah. was nothing British about it. There's nothing British about that theatre. I'd love to know where it was filmed. Is there anything? Did you see any? Do any research? I didn't see it. No. It was filmed or anything? It was quite I just had a quick look around IMDb and couldn't find anything. There's not very much. There's not a lot of information about it. That yeah. That I can see. Well, I'll put this out to you, Jally. Um, experts out there, Rachel uh, or Senior Ward or um, Cosy Professor or any of the other, any of the other fellow jelly freaks out there does anyone know where the where the location was for the theatre because we'd like to find out I'd like to have a birthday party there <laughs> and kill all of my friends one by one mm, but not the incest bit it's not the incest bit no 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 you should meet some of my cousins <laughs> <laughs> there was a odd um, um, drug that I'd reveal at the end that isn't Lynn and Duncan on drugs it is revealed at the end yes. isn't it it seems to come from no 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 they had drugs at the beginning did they? Yeah, because they, they have coke. They talk about having coke at the beginning, and um, he, he's not into that sort of thing. He's old fashioned. He only likes people who get wrecked on alcohol. Right. So they were like the kind of upper class that doesn't do drugs. They they prefer people just to become old wasters through getting drunk. Stephen, you were clearly very sharp watching this film. Sure. I loved this film. I'm missing the best scene in the entire thing where, randomly, she takes the drugs. And then strips off. Oh, it's 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 out. Out. I did make a note. <laughs> <laughs> isn't this the moment in the film where like things are supposed to sort of kick up a gear and you're supposed to have chases and, yeah. and she just like chills out, gets a tits out, and starts to dance. It's Which like, I was mesmerised. Like, what happens when you do drugs? Shall we try it? Shall we <laughs> we'll, uh, do some um, G? Yeah. <laughs> we'll report back. Yes. <laughs> I was totally for it. Um, Tits away, yeah. little dance. That's what I do when I'm like on my days off from work, just get my tits out and shake about a bit. To Madonna, yeah, it's Madonna, literally. Then seduce your dad. No. Seduce is my dad. Daddy, maybe. Oh dear. So that was 1974. So a year later, Umberto Lenzi made something that I described as. Like coach, coach trip, but better. <laughs> I said, like, carry on abroad. Yes. With, with, with murders. Yes. We, uh, so Umberto Lenzi made a marvellous, crazy, crazy, crazy little jello film called I, well, we call it Eyeball. It's five different titles. Isn't it's it? also called Red Cats in a Labyrinth of Glass, because that makes yeah. perfect sense, much like yeah. the film. Wide Eyes in the Dark, The Secret Killer, and The Devil's Eye. And one? The Eye in the Dark, and mm. Red yeah. Cat and a Glass Minis. It's slightly different. Yeah. But amazing. So, yes, um, he made Eyeball. We're going to call it Eyeball. And that's 1975, and the premise of Eyeball, it's, it's, fa- it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> a coach party of American tourists go on holiday to Barcelona, and then somebody is stabbed to death. Is she a member of the, of the tour party? The first victim yeah. is not the um, first victim. She's is, like a girl on the yeah, ramblers, she's, isn't she? She's meeting a boyfriend who owns yeah. a flower shop that they stop at. That's it, yeah. <laughs> So it's not actually a member, but then another one start, another one dies, and um, basically people start getting murdered one by one on this coach trip, which then continues. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To go to a, to go on a day trip after somebody's funeral. Yeah. They walk out of the church. You go, oh, that was okay for your funeral. Come on, we've got to go. Come on. <laughs> the they've, got to give, they've got to give to sitches. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, being a homosexual man, I think, you know, sitches should be high up in your priorities, even if someone's just died. Yeah. But this, even though, for me, this is a bit odd. So at the centre of it, we've got a... Uh, what have we got? I think the fact that everybody has gone on this trip separately, but they all somehow know each other, um, and they're all yeah. from exactly the same small yeah. town as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. All went to school and everything. <laughs> yeah, they went to school with each other. And... <laughs> yeah. 
How far can you go before your nerves break, before your heart stops, before your eyes leave your body? Eyeball, the most blinding horror ever seen. Eyeball. What the? Now, one of them is out to kill all of them. When you least expect it, when you have no way to fight back, a stabbing nightmare becomes a living terror. Eyeball. The screams you hear may be your own. Eyeball. No fear has ever come this close. No suspense has ever gone this far. For every murder, for every victim, there is no warning. Don't blink. Don't turn around. Don't even move. Now you'll witness the darkest vision of horror. Eyeball. It'll open your eyes and freeze your blood. You can't escape it, because everywhere you hide, everywhere you turn, this is the curse from which there is no way out. How far can you go before your nerves break, before your heart stops, before your eyes leave your body? Eyeball. You may never live to see the end of it. So at the centre of the film, we have, at the centre of the story, we have Mark Burton, who's a businessman, and Paulette, who is, is she working with the tour company, or is she just on the tour? She's on the tour. She's on the tour. She's his assistant, isn't she? They seem to have a bit of a thing going on. Oh, he's a, she's yeah, his secretary. That's the secretary. That's, yeah. that's the secretary. They've got a bit of a thing going on, and then he finds out that his wife, ex-wife Alma, who was bonkers, has escaped from a mental institution. Although the first scene is she's supposed to fly to New York to commit herself, isn't she, to this mental asylum, yeah, yeah, and instead yeah. she buys a ticket to Barcelona. Yes, yeah. which is what <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so that's a big red herring for us. So we're led to believe that maybe she's the one who's behind all of these killings. Is it true? We'll get to that. So there, there will be spoilers. <laughs> Um, but I yeah it's been described as one of the most stupid jolly ever made <laughs> and I'm inclined to agree but in a really like in the best know, possible way positive yeah. it's great it's brilliant one thing I'll, I'll accuse uh, you know jolly I think you could accuse them of being a little bit slow a little bit slow paced yeah you know it's a sort of chill out horror movie isn't it it's kind of don't expect it to take you anywhere in a, in a hurry whereas not this, this one, one's quite pacey this one is yeah. fast yeah there's no loss of momentum at all and there's ingenious use of um, cellophane ponchos (laughs) (laughs) as disguise yes that's very true that's the way those ponchos and manipulators would make little Edie from Grey Gardens proud (laughs) you know it's it's a bit like Agatha Christie again but on crack And I did think it, I did say I think it was like Coach Trip but better because I've always said that on Coach Trip someone should be murdered every week. All of them should be murdered. All they should be murdered one by one, and that's exactly <laughs> what happens in this film. And precisely the sort of murder that should happen, which is a stab in the eyeball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, then eyeball. It's called eyeball. The killer Very likes good. to rip the eyeball out of the out of the victim. Which, by the way, hard to tell me. That's his first stab, is to just precisely take out an eyeball, which I think is really impressive. Yeah, yeah. Like, accurate aim. Yeah, yeah. Commendment for your accuracy. Yeah, yeah. I love when we first learn about Paulette from Mark's affair, and she says, she basically implies that she was okay having an affair with him behind his wife's back, but now she's sick, it's not acceptable, it's not fair anymore. When she's perfectly healthy, that's yeah. that's fine. Yeah. To be a little slag. <laughs> 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 you might have contributed to driving her insane. That's not the end of it. Why did you come here, Mark? Why complicate things between us? 
Alma and I did nothing but argue the last 10 days in Paris. So, I decided, I decided not to go back to America with her. I told her I'd join her there in a few days. Instead, I've come to Barcelona. I wanted to see you again. I need to have you near me. No, Mark, not under these conditions. I've already told you. Your wife and I are going to compete only on an equal basis. I just don't feel it's proper to take advantage of her ill health. So until Alma's okay, please let me alone. I can wait, Mark. That is not true, and you know it. The first time was a mistake. I'm going to see to it that it doesn't occur again. I refuse to be a plaything. <laughs> my first, my first, the first line of dialogue that I loved in this film was uh, on the Ramblers, and um, Peggy, young Peggy, yeah. who is eventually murdered on the ghost train, she disappears, and his da- her dad's looking for her, and he says to someone, "Excuse me, have you seen my daughter? She's kind of tall with sweet legs." <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the same. That's the same card too as um, when he's talking about um, Columbus discovering America, and someone says, "Oh, America's not so great," and he fires back with, "Are you a communist or something?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some sort of yeah. yeah. and he, I think that it's when she goes missing on the Ramblers. He says, "If I catch you, <laughs> I'm gonna beat a rump. If I catch you, spooning." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe that was lost in translation. Perhaps. I love the fact that the killer wears a red glove. Yeah. Yes. I like fabulous. And there's a scene in the film where the red glove is especially fabulous. The scene in the airport, and there's like a Pan American wow. um, bag. Yeah. And the yes. glove draped over it. The, gl- the way the hand comes onto the screen. It's like, so it's strange. Coming. It's such a strange comes on comes on screen at such a strange angle that you just wonder how anybody's arm can be at that angle <laughs> and pick up a bag. Yes. But it looks amazing. A surprise in this film was the protagonist turned out to be the black character. Yeah. Yeah. I say black character. The character of colour. Was she yeah. the protagonist? I thought she was just a fucking victim. Like, constant victim. It was just... It was one of the few who survived. But you did. Yeah. But then she turned out to be the final girl. She picked they picked on her and they picked on her and they picked on her. I was just like, oh my God, leave this lesbian alone. Well, like, she's lesbian. She's of colour. Hmm. Yeah. So she's bound to get the worst treatment. But she, but the surprise is that she's the one who survived. Yeah. 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 And knows what's going on and yeah. solves it all. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I really she's enjoyed it. She's a bit of a hero, really. Yeah. I mean, she was great. And I loved her hair. Mm. She was fabulous. That hair. It's a wig. I was a bit like upset when she she changed it. It was like straight. I was like, "Oh, Gail." It's a wig. It's wigs. Isn't yeah, it? It's all constant. Wig. Yeah, dude. It was color. all different. But like when it went straight, I wasn't amused with that one. I liked the rest when it was all big and. I'm not being funny. Really. It was fabulous. It was just she had, she must have had a suitcase or something just for wigs. <laughs> well, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but all of the hairstyles were copies of Foxy Brown. Yeah. Pangrea the year before. Um, she went from the afro to the long yeah yes so I think I think they've been inspired by Foxy Brown I could be wrong but that's what I but uh, even Paulette did like she had the same big giant frizzy ginger hair the entire way through yeah and then at one point she comes out of what's the church when she comes out of that and then it's like sleeked back to her head and I didn't recognise who she was it took me like yeah the entire conversation but I went no that's the same woman there's a good detective in this well, there's two in there. It's his last week. His yeah. last week is effective. Oh yeah. I felt like it was underplayed. This, like, it's a it's a common trope. The whole new guy comes in sticking on the old guy's job thing. Yeah. But I felt like they could have played it more. It didn't seem to have a resolution. Normally, it's like the old guy's right, or the long or the new guy's right. So. Two girls killed in the same party is no coincidence. And the killer could just be one of you. What are you saying? It's absurd to think anything like that. No one in our group's a maniac. He's right, Inspector. There's no one in our group who'd commit a murder. Sure, it's out of the question. Obviously, he's mad, not one of us. There was a case in Burlington, you should all recall. It was just over a year ago. The family on the edge of town, the girl found stabbed outside the factory. Yes. It was solved immediately. It was a vagabond, bats, a metal basket case. No need to go on at such length, Senor Hamilton. I didn't accuse you. Well, there's a little bit at the end where... But he, he spoils why he says he, he plays it up like it's some sort of great detective work, and he finds out he just phones into Paul and they told him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which was the best thing. <laughs> no, but I like his line as well. It says, Why couldn't this happen this week? 
I'd be, I'd be in trout fishing now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was half expecting it to be him, thinking that he was just like dragging out one big final the, um, yeah. mystery for himself to, for to, to solve and yeah. then become famous. So I thought it was going to be the priest. Oh, the priest well, doesn't have priest was really odd character. Yeah. Yeah. Even when they kind of revealed that it was, who, who the killer was, they still try and play up the you priest. still think it's going to be the priest. Because yeah. then he goes, up to the, he goes up to the church, doesn't he, at the end of the temple, and, and then you see him looking, creepy, looking at a girl, weird. And yeah. Like, yeah. But the scene before, they just give away who it is. It's the only person it could possibly be, and then there's still, yeah. I think, maybe those scenes will show up towards the box. It makes a strange sound when he's looking at the girl. It's like... It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know whether it's orgasmic or. He is a priest. God, he is. That's true. Yeah. Just to be thankful it was a, a girl above the age of <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Lara, who's the upstart nude inspector, yeah. I thought he was really hot. Mm-hmm. He's never, never been to an autopsy. That was his first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I IMDB the, the actor Rolf Baldessori, and he was in lots of spaghetti westerns. And yeah. the titles of the spaghetti westerns um, include And the Crows Will Dig Your Grave, Hey Amigo, A Toast to Your Death, <laughs> and God Was in the West too at one time. <laughs> <laughs> so Sylvia Solar, who plays the character of Gail, she, I thought she was very glamorous. She was the, like the she was blonde and she was with the guy called Ronnie. She was, yeah, Gail was the, there was like a, a couple. I know what you mean now, yeah. It's the, um, it, she goes, when someone gets killed in a hotel, she's out going for a walk yeah. at night, isn't she? Yeah. I thought she was very glamorous. And she was in a car, she was in a film called Die Slowly, you'll enjoy it more. <laughs> the bus driver was quite sleazy, but playful, playfully sleazy, it I thought. That, yeah. He kept sort of picking on Peggy's and me. Yeah, yeah picking on the young on girl her. with his wind up. My job toys. That was yeah. really. That was that was dead sinister. And I think one of the very first shots is like where he sees Peggy on the coach and the camera's focused like on a crotch and then pans up or is it look at her face and Something then pans like, down yeah. and it's yeah. like it was a bit. It's not. It's not doing much for this stereotype of sleazy Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. But then he, you know, so after one of his first um, pranks or something, he laughs and then looks at the camera and winks. And winks, yeah, winks yeah. to the camera. Winks yeah. to the camera, what the hell? Yeah. Like, he was kind of in on a roll. He was the most on the fourth wall. Yeah. obvious red herring I've ever seen in anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, it's obviously not going to be you. I love that it was so over the time, though, that the pervy Lechiel man was seen as a bit of, like, a hero. <laughs> it was like, yeah. We're expected <laughs> to laugh along with him and not judge him for, for what he's doing. The first killing? Yeah. Was that... A case of mistaken identity because of the flower. Because it's that huge, is it? The chrysanthemum. Isn't chrysanthemum or something. Do you make a point of the flower? Yeah. Like, even later Because one of the actual co- coach parties just brought a flower. Yeah, from the flower shop. From the flower yeah. shop. I think it must be. Yeah, because he does look a bit like. He's got, he's got red hair. He looks yeah. like someone who was on the coach party. But I wonder if that killing was actually meant to be. One of the others. One of the others yeah. was meant to be later on, so they could make up. They could have had like a, a strand of well, that was mistaken identity. To be fair, the most doesn't really have a point. The no. motivation is well, it, the whole point is there's no point really. Is the that, motivation yeah. hilarious, isn't it? That she like lost an eye when she yeah, was younger. She lost an eye and she wants yeah. to. She wants another one. So yes, people wants people's eyes back. But I, um, <laughs> am I remembering this right? Doesn't he say I saw them before, but I thought they were just decoration? What? Sorry, who decorates the house with like glass eyeballs? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fucking hell? <laughs> That's not normal behaviour. No. Even, like, from me, it's not normal behaviour. <laughs> I did love that everyone was so quick to, like, get rid of the wives in this. Like, one's gone off to a mental institute and he didn't care, he just stayed in the holiday. Yeah. The other one is... Just make sure you come at yourself. I'm going to Spain. Yeah. And then one of them's like, my wife can't sleep. Have you got a tank glass? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just so casual and quick. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay. Guy, is that Ronnie? The guy, yeah, when they go to, is it, is it citrus or it's in some small town with a girl outside the hotel, outside the pub who's like... Yeah, she's going to feed the pigs. She's going to feed the pigs. Yeah, he follows that. Yeah. And he ends up coming to us, she ends up in the mud, doesn't she? Getting yeah. her out, so. I did like that somebody bought Mark a monogram stiletto. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, I love it. it it's, it's really funny. It's really funny. There was a scene with the polka dot dress that I thought you would look really good in, Martin. <laughs> polka dot flamenco singer. Uh, yeah. And I love the campness of the reveal as well when they look through the photographs. And Eddie. He's there with a knife in the background of the photo. Yeah, because it's red gloves on. Emerges photo bomb. But when you were taking that picture, surely you'd see that. You'd be like, oh, there's something in the background. Oh, it's, yeah. it's only here. It's only here with a knife. She must be slicing so bread. So we've got one of them. I just, it's the way they play it before. That's the way they're going, perhaps... She managed to take a picture of something that might be a clue, like a clue or a fucking picture of you with a knife. <laughs> yeah. Not forgetting, every time you go to a hotel room, you have to strip off completely naked. As soon as you get through the door, you've not even, you've not even got into any part of your, your hotel suite. You're through the door and you close it. Oh, off. I love that. I love yeah. that. They just drop them to the floor yeah. the minute they and step through the door. Out. It's not that dissimilar from Carry On Bros, actually. Mm. They do that in that as well. Yeah. Barbara Windsor does, anyway. Mm. Yeah, I did, I, 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 I did like that. I, yeah. I feel like this film will go down really well with the British audience. I think I yeah. think British viewers of a certain age, or people like us who love that era anyway, would, would love the campness of this film, because it is like a carry-on. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, my boyfriend, really enjoyed it. And yeah. part of what he did enjoy was the people going into the hotel rooms and just completely just stripping off as soon as they came in the room and he really and he did enjoy that and he's not of an age of to have been brought up on carry on films yeah. or whatever I think it you I think it, it I think this reaches a lot of different audiences yeah. in a way I almost feel like if you're going to delve into Jelly mm. this would be a good one to start with yeah even though it kind of it, it, it kind of gives you a bit of a false sense of security because mm-hmm. not every Jalo film is this daft and this quick paced and they are actually a bit more cerebral than this aren't they a lot of them yeah. you do have to think a bit more um, but this is like a proper good a ripping yarn isn't it it definitely is and there's there's, you've got the sassy lesbians and the amazing wigs and you've got some yeah naive but the, the main lesbian the foxy brown lesbian is fabulous yeah She's amazing crazy. Um, and some great and just sort of great some great dialogue and um, just really good energy all around yeah it's fabulous what's the polka dot dress you were talking about when the flamenco dancer was yeah. on yeah yes that was giving me like Chichi um, what's her name Chichi Gregorio from Greece ah uh, Chacha Chacha Gregorio I was like living that yeah yeah no she was fabulous I was that was just really she reminded me of someone else now I didn't make a note of who it was oh well but this is, yeah, real fun. Really good fun film. Anyone else got any more notes on it? There's, there's loads. I think you could just... You, you, if you if you carry on. If you went into it, you could just talk for ages. Like the um, the whole red herring of Barbosa's wife saying at the hotel. There's another ho- there's another hotel in Barcelona, isn't it? Yeah. Was it the Hotel Paradise, is it? Something. No, Hotel Presidente. Yeah. Because that Gale woman come, comes back. She goes missing one day and she comes back and she's got... Hotel president say matchbook and a husband spots it and it's like because don't they like we'll just accuse each other just yeah. in the open they're all yeah. stood there together goes you went missing maybe it was you yeah and just like and then the next scene they're all just talking again it turns into Cluedo doesn't it mm-hmm. there's um I really enjoyed the pool scene where the girls getting chased from the it's the young girl isn't it mm. and she's Jenny's from Jenny's with the packet with the with the killer in the packet mac yeah. And I love the bit where she turns around. She's running as fast as she can to escape. And she turns around, spins the camera and goes... <gasps> and then turns around and runs again. <laughs> it's just the campest thing you could possibly do. Yeah. And then jumps in the pool and escapes. I did think, yeah, why would you just jump in the pool? It worked. It did work. So if you're getting chased by a murderer, yeah. and there's a pool nearby, we all know. Yeah. It did make me feel a little bit, and Mrs Ward makes me feel the same way, like I was on holiday. Yeah. yeah. I felt like I was <laughs> with them. And I thought, if I'm going to go on a tour group, I would like this to happen. When I was a kid, probably <laughs> I will make this happen. When I was about 89, I went to Barcelona on a coach trip. And, and I was like, someone made it everyone. I was like, president. Oh. And now I was like, <laughs> so that, that reminds me of that. Have you got a glass eye? 
No, <laughs> Someone tap his eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> was she wearing the eyeballs, the people she killed? Yeah. I think she was trying to. We did Which is, yeah, just quite possibly the most disgusting thing. She's trying to stick the eye in when they all find her. When everyone just all of a sudden finds her at once. Because not everybody who gets killed gets, gets their eyeball. Yeah. Yeah, just, she true. only kills people who've got the same colour eyeball as her. She well, she she kills anybody she wants to kill, but she only goes for the eyeball. She's people who've got the same colour. Well, you know, it's Paulette's nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, can I just say that Paulette was just the most bland, terrible character I've ever seen, like the entire way through it. So I don't know if it was very deliberate, like the deliberate or whether the woman just couldn't act. Because yeah. up until that point, I was just like, somebody stab her. Somebody yeah. stab her now. She, I think it's her. <laughs> yeah, she got more interesting when she slicked her hair back, I thought, so she had the shades on, mm. so she looked better then. Yeah. Um, she was just generic. She yeah. didn't have any range of emotion. Yeah. I mean, the best character in it was Naiba. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, I was so happy she yeah. survived. A queer character of colour, and she's the survivor. Mm. It turns out to be the heroine, I think, you know. Good for Umberto Lenzi. I mean, you know, it doesn't quite balance out the fact that he murders animals and his cannibal films. But... Yeah, I was going to say cannibal films. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> I didn't think it was weird that people flew all that way and then went to a crop arcade in the rain. We <laughs> 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 just, just flew 5,000 miles and we're going to a yeah. crop arcade in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> I did spot some place like the fortress that they're in. Mm. I've been there. I was like, oh, I've been there. Didn't kill anyone there. No. If you've been to Barcelona, you can sort of... Yeah. You can pick just... out bits that you've, you've been to, can't yeah. you? I just love that if anyone ever goes anywhere in the film, they bump into someone else from the tour as well. Like it doesn't. Um... It's such a tiny city with hardly any people. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think it's where Mark is wandering around looking for Jenny, is it? And then he bumps into the priest just looking at postcards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Just>, why not? Because <laughs> that's, that's when the, uh, the boyfriend of the first victim sees Mark and just accuses him of being a murderer and chases him. Yeah. So this film will make you feel like you're on holiday. It will also make you feel like you're on crime. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think either of those things are a bad thing. No. They should make you want to watch it. Yeah. One scene that I, I forgot about, but I just spotted, where uh, <laughs> it was the, the photographer. <laughs> and she's in... Um, Developing photographs in a ba- in a bathroom with a ciggy in the mouth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, by the fact that her real name is Inez Pellegrini oh. <laughs> and she was in Salo 120 Days of Sodom mm-hmm. yeah. there's also a bon- sorry last thing another fabulous scene where um, after Naiba and Lisa have had a fight they go down to the disco and we see um, Naiba being a complete trollop and picking girls up yeah. <laughs> I love yes. that though because <laughs> it's fantastic because she's not interested in not giving any attention because well I'll yeah. go get her with someone else and then yeah. just go and sluts it about that's what she says if you're not interested in dancing with me I'll, I'll go and find yeah. someone who is yeah. but she does she has blood and, and then Lisa says so just before she's made it's, bless her she says I want to see you in the bedroom it's the only place to make up <laughs> they were a very angry couple with each other and they like each other but then as soon as they'd finished arguing they'd have sex which it's pretty it's, much it's healthy it's a fair, it's, yeah. yeah this was the most realistic uh, portrayal of a lesbian <laughs> I've seen in a Jallo film so far Naiba dear your Lisa's waiting don't you want to get into bed just let me alone I don't feel like it tonight you're being a little unreasonable sure what occurred was horrible but what's it got to do with us in the whole group, your favorite was Peggy. You think I didn't notice how you looked at her? You never missed a chance to talk to her, touch her, embrace her. You're acting very silly. Tell me you didn't get off on her, you liar. Wouldn't be surprised in the least if she refused you and you... Come on. I'd like to hear this. All right, tell me. When Peggy died in that chamber of horrors, just where were you, bitch? <laughs> Don't, Naiba. Come here. I'm sorry, honey bun. Forgive me. I must have lost my head. I didn't mean it. Oh, come on. Don't cry, please. So much great stuff in this film. It's crazy, but it's brilliant. Yeah. And it doesn't make a lot of sense, a lot of it, but... Yeah. I did think 
that uh, Jenny was at the funeral dressed like uh, Super Mario. So he got like blue dungarees and a red 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 jumper and a red cap. And just <laughs> ran, <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. Yay! Someone else did an offensive Italian <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't just me. I was like, you, you go to, I know you're going on a day trip after, but you're going to a funeral. You, you undress as Super yeah. Mario. No. <laughs> well, you're right now. Not until one says it. So they're two very different Jello films. We've got. Um, Steve's got his underoos, though. Yeah. 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 We've got The Killer Reserve Nine Seats, which is uh, baffling, to say the least, but really stylish and definitely worth a look. And you can get it on YouTube. Partly Italian. Partly yeah. Italian, but those that doesn't make the film any more or less confusing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I looked up the English bits, it didn't make yeah, any sense. If you put the subtitles on, it, on YouTube, on the, that's a caption thing and it will come up. Oh, yeah. the interesting fact, if, yeah, if you put the subtitles on, um, it also translates the English parts. And the translation of the English part is different to what the accent is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is just insane. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there were two versions. There was the one you sent us, which was the more helpful one, which had the subtitles on. But the one I had was more HD, so I thought I'd rather watch a more HD version. Oh, that's why I deliberately sent you that one. <laughs> what was going on. Yeah. Um, so there are two versions. Um, and also, Eyeball is also on YouTube. I splashed out on the DVD. That's like a German DVD, I think, for like... 16 quid on Amazon and to be fair the, the quality on YouTube is exactly the same <laughs> uh-huh. so, right. so, so just ripped it from YouTube yeah. and put it on a disc so watch it for free on YouTube Eyeball 1965 I quite enjoyed that though and I'd like that and be rough as well I'd, I'd say it was worth the money I mean yeah I mean yeah. it was like 30 I'd quid. like it for the collection it was like 30 quid but I found it like a, a you know on another thing for 16 so it was alright okay. like me <laughs> I could have spent more yeah um, it, it, that seemed the kind of thought of the arrow or Shameless would, would have done by now I was surprised I'm, yeah I'll put a call out to Shameless I know you guys listen to this I yeah. think you need to acquire Eyeball yeah definitely give it a good release because I know I think Arrow do Nightmare City don't you which is Lindsay's other yeah other big film Nightmare City which we will cover because it's Same got a zombie around that's amazing. Wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm there. Fantastic. That's song. just one episode. <laughs> <laughs> just the zombie movies. <laughs> Can that we was... do a video podcast of zombie movies? <laughs> <laughs> that was me this morning. I'm still doing the Jane Fonda workout. <laughs> Thank you once the shadow. The one good thing about that you gave to me was the Jane Fonda workout. <laughs> and that is zombie aerobics when I tried to do it. So we will leave it there. The next Jallo episode is going to be on my favourite Jallo, The Strange Fight of Mrs. Ward. But for now, we will leave it at Eyeball and The Killer Reserve Nine Seats. We love you very much for listening to us and downloading us and the the um, the Neon Demon. The Neon Demon is like 115 at the moment, so wow. it's not even been a week. So the Neon Demon okay. downloads have been amazing as well. Um, so yeah, keep keep downloading. Get back to us. Let us know what you think on Twitter, on email, screamingqueens at gmail.com. And also check out our blog. Stephen's just put a new blog up on TV Horror, which is really cool. Um, so check that out and that's on screamingqueens.com and we will be back next time with The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward how do you say goodbye in Italian? it's the same, it's Jallo how do you say goodbye in Jallo? in Jally? I just stabbed him in the eyebrow <laughs> <laughs> I stabbed him in the tits and raped oh. <laughs> thank you everyone bye <laughs>